right. So, uh, hello and welcome everyone to Representation in Cinema. We talk about the movies and representation of Black people, Indigenous people, and people of color in them. This podcast is hosted by Our Voices Project. Our goal is to dismantle destructive stereotypes of minority groups perpetuated in the media by producing films centered on the multifaceted experiences of Black people, Indigenous people, and people of color, and by providing educational resources across marginalized groups brought on by the stories we share. Our Voices Project is also a committed community partner, providing opportunities to affirm racial and cultural identities, empowering students as agents of social change, and contributes to an individual's learning through cultivation of critical thinking. I'm Jackie McGriff, the director and producer for Our Voices Project, and joining me in our discussion is the newest member of the Our Voices Project team, Annalisa Rogers. Welcome, Annalisa. Right, and then we are also being joined by Vashti Anderson, the assistant professor at School of the School of Film and Animation, College of Art and Design at RIT. Welcome, Vashti. All right, and Vashti Anderson is a Trinidadian American filmmaker and published author. She has been working in film and TV production in New York City since the late 1990s. Since earning her MFA in film at NYU, her films have won grants and awards and screened in film festivals all over the world. Her latest feature film, Mokujambi, explores themes of race, class, and post-colonialism through a fictional story set in rural Trinidad and is currently streaming on Amazon and other platforms. Okay, so let's get started. Fast Color is a science fiction drama released back uh, in 2018, starring Gugu and Batha Ra, who you may have seen in films like Bell and Concussion, or in the Marvel TV series Loki. The film is directed by Julia Hart. After her special abilities are discovered, Ruth is on the run and has no choice but to go back to her childhood home, where she reunites with her mother and her daughter, and in that time, begins to mend the relationships that have long been so long been so broken. So, if you haven't watched the film already. You can watch on Netflix now and then come back to listen or watch our or watch our podcast on our YouTube channel. From here on out, though, we'll be discussing the film in depth. So spoilers ahead. You have been warned. All right. So, um, Annalisa, I'm going to throw it to you first. What was one thing that you enjoyed most about or most from this film? I think it was the legacy. You had three generations of women talking about their struggles and the relationship that they had. It was really interesting to watch their dynamic and watch them grow together. So that was something that really stuck out to me. Awesome. Vashti? Um, I, it, was a, it was two things. Um, it was the um, sort of terror of the scarcity of water situation, you know, the environmental situation that the, the story is set in. Um, and it's the reveal and this is a spoiler, it's the reveal of the fast color, which, which was an amazing moment. And it's, it's a character who is so tortured and goes through so much that that moment is such a, a sort of earned and lovely moment of release for her. Um, I thought it was a really impactful moment in the film and, and the most visually memorable to me. Um, I love that it's so, again, it's, it's, going back to what Annalisa was saying it's about being um, generational and you also I think what I found like amazing about it is that it's also a very different sort of like special ability um it's not like I love the kinds of films I mean I'm a 
comic book nerd through and through, but I also love the films that really, um, it, it, the power itself is not subtle, but like the tone of the film is really subtle and it's really not centering so much, even though, yes, that is like part of the plot and it's definitely a device used in the film, but it's not, it's not necessarily centered on the, the ability itself. It's rather, it's really telling a story of a woman who has been trying to um, I, like really come into her own, who's really just trying to, um, you know, get past, you know, um, struggles that she's been through, she's been through throughout her life. Um, and also trying to reconnect with her daughter as well as her mom. Um, so I found that very endearing. And then of course, like she just happens to be like someone who has like these really intense uh, powers and really they all do. Um, and they kind of speak, each superpower also too kind of speaks to that individual. So I thought that was, I thought that was refreshing. Um, okay, so at the beginning of the film, uh, Bo finishes her narration um, with the phrase, what is broken always stays broken. So Bastian, I'm gonna turn it to you first. As a filmmaker, in what ways do you feel um, this sets the tone or does it not? I, I think it, it sets up different thematic threads. It sets up several thematic threads. Um, you know, one about trauma and how there's something that, remain, that remains broken once you have a trauma, even if you heal, there's, it's still there. Um, family, a broken family. Um, and I love how this family is broken in a way that it's based kind of on their individuality mm -hmm. and their strength, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's why it's broken. Right. Um, and that they don't get along, but in this, in each, in this very interesting way, um, and societal bonds that there's this sense of isolation, mm -hmm. uh, in the world that we're in, um, which we as human beings, generally speaking, sort of crave is, mm -hmm. is those bonds, mm -hmm. um, the environment being mm -hmm. broken, um, and unable to be and, and staying broken until, and then this is the, the other thing, you know, mm -hmm. it kind of sets up is an elaboration on that statement. Mm -hmm. And the elaboration being that everything stays broken until it's fixed in a new way, right? Mm -hmm. Until there's, mm -hmm. there's a new way, um, there is a new approach mm -hmm. um, that we have to discover through this, through this character or through these characters within ourselves, uh, find a way to connect to um, a different part of ourselves that can maybe get us mm -hmm. closer to fixing something, you know, like to, in the end, it's yeah. like there's this new day coming. Yeah. So I think it does, it sets, it sets it up very well because it sets up the things that are sort of tangible immediately within the story, but it also sets up the ending. It sets up mm -hmm. the solution as it were, that there, there's an elaboration on this, on this statement. Yes. Yeah. I love what you said about um, how it's, you know, something stays broken until it's fixed in a new way. And I can't help to think back to the daughter who is, she's working on the, the engine to the truck, um, you know, that used to belong to her mother. She, her mother comes back and there's a bowl that she used to, you know, use as a kid and it was broken. And when she comes back, her, her daughter, she finds that it's fixed and it's, and it's been mended because, and they show this in the film, the daughter, um, like learned how to piece something back together, which wasn't previously something that her mom felt that could be done. This is Ruth, um, in, in the movie. And, um, like, I just 
found that ugh, I just found that powerful because here's the mom. She has this incredible part, uh, incredible power. She can't exactly like harness it. It's, it almost seems just like too much for her. Um, and here's her daughter who is finding, like you said, like new ways to fix things, something that her mom just never thought possible. And I also, and I just, I love that because it's not only talking about the, the, the superpower, it's just, it's talking about mother and daughter relationships, right? Like you're like mom's you know, they're trying to do the very best, of course, like for their kids. And so something that they may have struggled with, or, you know, never could possibly get past here is, you know, here are their kids, you know, here's your kid finding a new way to kind of like get through that or fix the problem or, um, or, or like find another remedy that wasn't previously thought to have like been possible. So I think, yeah like as far as when she says stays broken I had to I had to like think about that for like a few days like after I'd watched the movie the first time like what what stays broken is like or what is broken stays broken I'm like what is she talking and then I had to keep like thinking through it but it really I think provides like a really nice thread um you know for like the rest of the film because it's constantly something that's also being brought and you keep seeing that reoccurring thing which I just think Julia Hart does an amazing job um with you know like there will be something some movies it'll be something introduced and then you're like okay but where's where is that reoccurring thing? Where is that theme, you know, throughout the movie? Um, why was it introduced? But I think this does it well. So it's just, there's so many different um, layers, layers to this. Um, yeah, just, just to add one more thing, you know, the, the method of fixing something in this story is it may be not within the bounds of something we already know, mm -hmm, like it right. goes into physics, right? Yes. So, so it's like, it could be like an entirely new discovery. It could be something that doesn't um, conform to the rules of the world as we see them in the moment. That that was a really interesting part of the film as well. Yeah, absolutely. Annalisa, any thoughts to that? Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> so I think the thing that came back to me when we started talking about this part, once uh, once broken, you stay broken, is the whole idea of birth, rebirth, and renewal. You know, we come into this thing thinking that we're one thing, which is what, you know, I think it was Ruth. Ruth thought, you know, she was broken. She couldn't do this thing. She couldn't see these colors and she wasn't able to. <laughs> Got some dogs. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so sorry. Always. No right then and there. <laughs> so get out. The, get out. So, you know, it's talking about that relationship and looking at that relationship, you know, and even to the point where, you know, when Ruth actually just comes back and, you know, she's starting to experience, you know, an issue where, you know, she's, you know, getting tied down because she's causing the quakes and mm -hmm. her mom's looking at her wrists and the binds, the mm -hmm. binding. And it's like, you yeah. see that old relationship, but then Ruth is like, oh no, we're going to do so. I don't want to do this. You don't need to do this. I can do it myself. And it's like, in a way she was like kind of pushing herself forward to 
and illustrate that she has grown in some way, shape or form, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. it, it was just like really interesting because you see that theme also throughout where, where Ruth is like thinking that she's only one thing or that she can only do one thing. And then towards the end, she's like, oh, wow. And that was her instance of rebirth and renewal, but it was also for Bo. Mm -hmm. who's the grandmother and then also the daughter who started to look at her mother in a whole totally different light yeah yeah absolutely no those are those are fantastic points i love i love what you said about um again about rebirth and renewal and then also talking about like you know like what's what the binds like what's binding her and how that's like representing the the, the old relationship like you know she's trying so hard to like depend on just herself but I, in a way and i feel like what i took from that is like I, how i feel is like she's still like holding on to old things and it just you need to you know no there needs to be a new way to adapt like what's been working what's what you have been doing hasn't been working um and so i'm just finding new ways um you know to rebuild those rebuild those relationships and mend those relationships all right so i want to talk a little bit about um so oftentimes what i'll see especially um when it's a you know it, it's, it's someone from a, a minority group or marginalized historically marginalized group um and it's i often see stereotypes um so with with each of these ladies having abilities so these are black women um each with with uh, special abilities and everything we have seen this in other films um but it's always used it as a way to um serve their their white counterpart so to speak so if you have something like the legend of bagger vance or you have the green mile it's usually done in service of of um, again, of like their their white counterparts, and what so this stereotype is called, um, or what we would call the magical Negro, um, and what fast color does, um, at least I feel, and you guys can speak to this, but I feel that fast color actually flips this narrative because it's it's essentially about them, um, you know, um, and so I wanted to know if you felt that fast color. First of all, if you agree that fast color is, you know, a good example of you know flipping that of the flipping that archetype or that stereotype, um, and if not, you know, share <laughs> share your thoughts. Uh, let's see. I can turn it back to you, um, Annalisa, and get your thoughts, and then Vashti, I'll get yours as well. Well, I, actually, it's a, it's really interesting because in some way, shape, or form, it did and it didn't. It was like really subtle, like when they were talking about powers um and how they exhibited those powers it was like those powers was really like a disease and then it was like well maybe it's, it's not a disease maybe it's a commodity of some sort so you have all these white people now chasing mm -hmm. down both Bo, ruth and um lila mm -hmm. to kind of understand what their powers were and so it's like here they are as a commodity and, and commodity and immediately I went back to things like Tuskegee Airmen or you know even more mm -hmm. recently things like what um what's happened with the COVID virus you know and people yes. being a little bit leery and you know feeling like they had to be on the run because you know they were always being chased by these by these things you know so it's like yeah but in the way she addressed it too yeah <laughs> she, she addressed the issue as well yeah 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 um, how do you feel about that, uh, Basti? 
Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that you asked this question um, because I was thinking about that when I was watching it. Because um, I do, I do, I do think about that idea. Um, I think for my interpretation is that in this film is that it flips it because of point of view, because we're in, you know, usually with that archetype, it's, it's not their point of view. Mm -hmm. This one, we are in their point of view. We are in the protagonist's point of view. Um, and the protagonist is the person with the powers. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of three protagonists. Um, but I feel like that's an important part of the way that the characters are represented in the story is that it is their story. And it's not the, like, let's say if the, if the main character was like that white guy who's hunting her down. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that would be a shift in point of view, but because the point of view is in the realm of these characters who have the powers, I don't know. I think it's sort of, it sort of flips, it flips the idea, you know, it flips the, the, the archetype. Um, it's also that the, the power, like the powers are not there to serve a white character or to mm -hmm. serve their story or their epiphany about life or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. right. um, so that helps, you know, as well. Yeah. Uh, but I did, yeah, I was thinking about this. It, it is, it's a very interesting take on characterization when you have like everybody else is white in the story, mm -hmm. right? It's like, yeah. And then, and then it's like this insular group of people who are, who have this ability. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting take. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, often weary of this because like if if they're not serving like if they're not serving um someone especially someone who's who's non-black or or is white um and it's if it's not that they're immediately you know they're the first person to die another trope um that you know we often see in, in films and everything like that and so the first time watching this i was I was hoping I was like, oh God, please don't let, like let them all let live. Um, and then like, you know, let them all like, just be free in, you know, with, with their abilities and stuff, which of course, like, you know, at the end, you know, the, the mom ends up like turning herself in. Um, well, turn not turning herself over, turning herself over rather, um, you know, to to the authorities to protect um, you know, her her daughter and her granddaughter. Um yeah, the the reason why I thought that this was a bit of a flip, because again, it's not it's not serving like their powers aren't serving anyone, you know, but, you know, themselves. And even so, given what Ruth is going through, it's not necessarily serving her until, of course, like she's able to control it. Um, but like on it, I mean, with, with this podcast and when I'm just talking about um, films in general, I'm always just like looking at, okay, is this, what, whose point of view, whose story is it? Of course, as all filmmakers do, we all, all film enthusiasts, you know, do is like, okay, who, who is the main protagonist? Who's the main character? Um, you know, whose story are we telling here? Um, and so I think, just as far as like again, who who the power like who the powers or their powers rather are serving, I think I think it does do. I think it does do a great job. But then I, yes, I can also see the argument um, as to yeah, but like they're also still being they're also still being chased by these people who kind of want to use their abilities, like you were saying, Alisa, as like you know something for them. So is it really flipping? 
I don't know. Um, yeah. So if you're currently listening to the podcast, please, please let us know. We would like to know like, your, your comments as well. If you think it, it flips, um, you know, that, that stereotype or not. Um, okay. So let's get, let's get even a little bit deeper here. So in this film, I think you also mentioned this, Vashti, that the water is scarce in this world. And so, and then this plays a small role in seeing, you know, what Ruth's powers can do. However, so let's let's just, like I said, get even deeper here. However, let's say that she didn't have any of her abilities. Like, what if the focus was about Ruth finally facing her fears without them? Do you think that the film would have still worked? So, like, take out the powers and leave everything else the same. Uh, Annalisa, I'll start with you. Or not, not Annalisa, I'm sorry, Vashti, I'll start with you <laughs> since Annalisa started last time. Um, I think it would have worked because the characters are so well-developed, you know, mm -hmm. and that they're, they have agency and they have an interesting story on their own um, in terms of what Annalisa was talking about earlier in terms of um, generational, um, the idea of gener like three generations of mm -hmm. women um, who are kind of like the, the, the grandmother is looking forward and I was thinking about like parenthood and, and, mm. you know, the idea of parent, you know, anybody can be a parent and, and it's like this feeling it, it humbles you, <laughs> like humbles you big time. And you kind of look forward, you, you look, you say like, I can do so much, or this is what I'm trying to do, but they, but you're looking forward, you're looking to see what, what is coming next. And you're trying to um, help the generations to come um, have a world or have, have a place in the world. And I think that that's, that is very powerful in this story. And, um, you know, it's, it's also, you know, I, I rewatched, um, mother the other day by Darren Aronofsky, mm -hmm. very controversial, film. <laughs> but I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's on my list. People keep telling me I need to watch and I, it's just, yeah, I didn't need to sit down and watch this. It's a very, it's very intense. It's a, <laughs> um, but I, I did, um, I saw it when I was actually, I was pregnant with my second child, which is, if you've seen the film, you know that that's a, a very strange um, film to watch when you're pregnant. <laughs> I've but, seen the trailer uh, at least, so I'm at least like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. But um, I was thinking about the characters in that film are symbols and the, the story works on a symbolic level. Um, to, there's symbols in that film to, to a degree that I, I think doesn't work in most films, but it works in that film. For Fast Color, the characters, could work on a symbolic level as well. So there, you know, there are symbols for um, existing conflict in the world, racism, um, you know, exoticism, you know, all of these, these issues um, are there, they're, they're present and they're swimming around the story, regardless of whether there are superpowers involved or not. Yeah, well, these are all great points. That's, that's amazing. Um, thank you for that, Vashti. Annalisa, your thoughts? Uh, I I agree. Um, this absolutely could have been a story on its own, even if it didn't talk about the powers. And again, you know, I'm looking back and thinking about the generations of the women, you know, and everything that each one of those persons brought to it, the strength that each individual character had, you know, thinking about, you know, the growth and how, you know, each one in their own way, shape or form influenced the other and what those influences end up being. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this could have absolutely been its own thing. Um, but I think the strength and I don't want to say novelty of it, you know, of black women having mm -hmm. power, which, you know, we can talk about that <laughs> all day too, you know, um, 
for yeah, sure. it, it, was, it was, yeah, it absolutely could have been. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. The, the, the things that I enjoy most about a movie is like, even if it's so with anything, with anything, having, um, people with special abilities and everything like that, I'm always interested and like more moved by the movies that can do that, but then also talk about things like, um, like even if you, so if you were to take away, uh, the, the special abilities and everything, if it would still, if you would still have that th story, if you would still have those main themes, you know, that the, you know, the, the storytellers, the, the director, the, you know, everyone working on the film is trying to say um, and trying to convey to their audience. Um, so this, like I said before, this film, I felt just had so many layers. Um, and speaking of layers, so I think we have time for one more question. Um, I'm going to take another quote by Bo um, because she was full of quotes um, in this movie. And I was just like, oh my God, just another, like, it was like another quote. This is, there's so many different levels you can take this, this next quote. She says, we're all just doing the same thing over and over again, hoping that someone will get it right. So for this context, this is in response um, to Ruth saying, you know, talking about not wanting to mess it up. Um, so I think, so, uh, um, her daughter so she's outside like fixing fixing the truck as she usually does um and so she's and so they're having a conversation um Bo and Ruth and um Ruth is telling her I don't want to mess this up I don't want to mess this up and this is what she says in response again we're all just doing the same thing over and over again hoping that someone will get it right um now when she's talking about that I took this several different ways and I just want to know your thoughts um is it motherhood is it honing her abilities or do you think she's speaking to both um and then so that's the first question and I, I lied it's two more questions um okay and then also did you do you see this repeated throughout the film and if so in what ways so the first question is it about motherhood is it about honing her abilities or do you think she's speaking to both uh Vashti I'll let you take this one first um I think she's speaking to both um and I, am I only supposed to answer the first question or can I go into the second? No, you can go into the second one. Yeah, yeah. Do you think this is repeated throughout the film? And if so, what ways? I do. And I, it's it's that um, the it's Ruth tries it, tries to do this thing alone and she, she doesn't get anywhere. And when she starts doing it with other people, when she starts doing the same thing with other people, she gets somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we, we all need to contribute to the solution. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know, like you do a crossword puzzle, you know, some of the mm -hmm. answers, somebody else does it past, they get farther, they do the same thing, but they get farther. And the mm -hmm. next person does the same thing, but they get farther. And the working together is the way to, to do something, you know, to, to yeah. do the same thing, but get farther, get, get somewhere. For sure. For sure. Annalisa, your thoughts. 100% agree. And I think the point that really highlighted and illustrated that to me was was when Bo pulled out the family history book and mm -hmm. she had histories and generations of women talking about what they were able to accomplish what they had gotten done and where somebody might have come up short but somebody else later on down in the next generation was able to fix or do something different to improve mm -hmm. upon what was already done right. so yeah I absolutely think that um it speaks to both yes um uh, absolutely um Again, and also to just jumping back on what we were both saying, I it definitely so it's definitely both. Uh, but for that last point that you made, Annalisa, um, 
I mean, I can see that too with, um, you know, parenting and everything. Now I myself, am not a parent. Um, so I cannot speak at that aspect, but as someone, you know, who, um, has, you know, a relationship with her mother, um, and like just being in different conversations with my mom on, on like what she was able to do. And then what my sister and I were able to accomplish, I think speaks to that same thing where, you know, there are things that my, my mom never thought were possible. And here are my sister and I like, yeah, no, that's like, that's no problem. Like we can do that. Like it's, this is, this is a possible thing. We can, we can do this. We can become entrepreneurs. We don't have to like, and I'm just giving one example, but like, you know, we can be entrepreneurs. We can, um, you know, we can build our own businesses and everything like that. We don't necessarily have to, um, you know, work at a nine to five, you know, all of these, all these different things again, like, and, and, and that's coming from a parent, you know, my, my mom who herself is an entrepreneur, um, but she's of course, like coming from a different time. So like having these same, having conversations, you know, with, with my mom, at least like, again, I think also speaks to what, what future generations are able to accomplish, you know, um, more so like than, than their, in the previous generations and I've and from what I've seen from my own mother what I've seen from other parents is like that's what that's what you wish right for your for your kids is that like they're able to do more you know than what you were um Vashti as as a mom like I <laughs> like I mean you can you can correct me if I'm wrong because again I'm only I'm only looking at this um you know from the perspective of of you know being someone's daughter but not you know not anyone's mother um so let me know if I'm like on point with that. Um, no, I, I think you are. But you know, I think the other part, now that I'm thinking about it and listening to you talk about it too a little bit more is that whole sense of the identity. You know, it, it was like, this is what this person did. This is what this person did. And no one ever, no one could take away what they contribute or their sense of identity about what they did. Mm -hmm. And I think that was pretty significant as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, both very, very great points. Thank you. Thank y'all. Any, any final thoughts as we begin to wrap up? Uh, Vashti, I'll go with you or start with you. Um, yeah, one thing uh, that I kind of liked about this film overall is it's like kind of, a, you know, they mentioned x-ray specs. Um, it's kind of like a punk rock version of a superhero movie, <laughs> which I liked about it. You know, it's like, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to do it this way. Um, and I think it was successful. Yeah. So, um, Annalisa. I, I think this was probably one of the best films I've probably seen within the last couple of years. And I really appreciated the characters. I appreciated the storyline. I appreciated the colors. There's nothing about this film that I didn't like. So it, it was really good. And I'm glad we have the opportunity to discuss it. Absolutely. Um, and let's see, I mean, Again, like I, I absolutely adore this film. It's not talked about enough. Um, the seeing like the, the color, her finally seeing the colors like towards the end was just everything. Like that is my favorite, that is my favorite scene um, from the movie is like her finally seeing the colors and then like having the colors linger. Like she's finally come, like she's finally harnessed her power. She's finally in control. Um, you know, she's free from, like, you know, having to tie herself down, which is again, like another very powerful message in the movie. So yeah, um, I would also say, um, Annalisa, that this is, you know, like, 
for me, like one of the best films that had come out of, you know, that, that year, I think again, it was like 2018. And I was like, we're not talking about this movie enough, um, which is why it's now on the podcast. Um, awesome. Well, thank you again, Vashti, for joining us uh, for our talk for Fast Color. Um, Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. We, um, again, so you can go watch uh, Vashti's latest film, Moko Jumbi. It's on Amazon Prime. Go check it out. Um, and we're all about f- supporting filmmakers here. Um, and she is an amazing, amazing filmmaker. So make sure you go, make sure you go watch it. Um, it's on Amazon Prime, Moko Jumbi. Look it up. Do it. okay um and we appreciate her thoughts about film all right and thank you annalisa for joining us for the first time on the podcast um yes (laughs) she will be joining us again um in the future so keep your eyes and ears um on the lookout okay and then to our viewers and listeners thank you so much for your support of our voices project and our representation in cinema podcast you can find us on youtube facebook instagram and twitter and at www.ourvoicesproject.com for more information about what we do you can sign up uh, for our newsletter there too to be the first to get notifications about uh, podcast episodes and new projects we're going to be talking about the movies passing and moonlight in the coming months so be on the lookout for those coming your way soon you can listen to this podcast anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcasts as well as view it on our youtube channel this has been jackie mcgriff and annalisa rogers of our voices project thank you so much for listening and for watching